Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Every episode, we bring you the first principles of real estate, interviews with the identities and influences that are making their mark on the real estate community and bringing you hints and tips that we hope helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. Over the last few weeks, it's been undeniable that we're all trying to adjust to this thing we call the new normal. So in this podcast, I address some of those things that I've been doing a little bit differently that have been working well for me in the post-COVID period. Some of those things that have been working really well for my clients and other things just in observation that have been working well for small business people. I really hope you enjoy the podcast. Late last year, I prophesized on this podcast that It would take a GFC scale event to negatively impact the real estate market in my marketplace in 2020. Perhaps I spoke too early. Certainly that is something that has befallen all of us in the form of the COVID pandemic. In today's podcast, I wanna share with you some of my secrets and how it is that I grew my business during the pandemic and how I have enjoyed a flurry of activity in the post-pandemic era. So first and foremost, marketing. When a lot of my competitors had put their feet up in front of daytime TV in their tracky dacks and slippers, I was recording more podcasts than ever. As a matter of fact, I bumped up the frequency to three to five a week during that period. Essentially, I didn't have that much else to do. Buyers were hardly calling me and and home sellers had definitely put their plans on hold. There was really that period in the first couple of weeks where the dust, well, certainly hadn't settled. It was, as a matter of fact, uh, it was very, very hard to see sixfold in front of you. There was a great deal of uncertainty. And so during that time of uncertainty, for my own mental health, I felt that I needed to be productive. My old boss, Andrew Harvey, who I had lunch with just a little bit earlier, has a fantastic saying that production equals morale. In other words, the more productive you are, the happier you feel about things, just generally speaking. And so I didn't want to fall into that lull of inactivity. I wanted to do whatever it is that I could do with the tools that I had. And so I had a microphone, I had a laptop, and I had the potential to... Uh, and I had a platform in this podcast. So I thought it's best to, if I can help anybody with my podcast at this point, then there's every chance there's more people potentially listening. Now's the time to do it. So the listenership to the podcast exploded during that period of time. And what's resulted from that? Well, it's built up my industry credibility. It's led to speaking engagements where now people want to know how it is that I've built a social media platform, how it is that I've built a business primarily based on the profile that I now have as a result of Facebook, my podcasts, and my direct marketing strategy. It's brought about awareness about what it is that I do and how I do it. And it's also brought about a whole lot of curiosity as people are now seeking to do pretty much the same thing. So I hit the microphone, I pumped out a whole lot more podcasts. The other thing that I did was that I grabbed my iPhone and my tripod 
and I went to businesses that I love. These are places that, you know, for instance, restaurants that I'd eat at at a Saturday night, cafes that I'd go to on a daily basis. And even if they weren't open, I went there and I did a promo for them. Now, in some cases, this would just be a 30 second or, or a minute piece to camera, just letting people know where these businesses were. And for the restaurants and the cafes in particular, where they were really experiencing some very stringent restrictions. And in often cases, they weren't able to open the doors to the public at all. And it was just home delivery for the restaurants or uh, the cafes were having to hand coffees out through a little hole in the wall. Um, These guys really appreciated because they lost foot traffic. They lost the potential to perhaps reach new clients, reach new customers. And so even though I don't know to the extent that that would have my, my video promoting their business would have uh, attracted too many more people. Um, I'll be modest here. Uh, out of the, say, 4,000 people that are following my Facebook page, you know, there might have been a few of those people that went and bought a coffee somewhere because they might have seen it on my Facebook page. But what it did was it galvanized my relationship with those business owners. And of course, those business owners, well, they're well loved by the people that patronize their business. And so, of course, that's now led to more word of mouth. So even though uh, I don't know if they sold much more coffee or too many more meals, the reality is is that those businesses were really appreciative of my efforts. And really, was it a whole lot of effort? Probably not. I mean, there was the thinking of the concept and the execution. It didn't require a whole lot of time, and time was certainly something I had. Um, But it, it was just the thought that counted for those businesses. And so now I'm the agent that's top of mind when people walk into their business and talk about their real estate plans, which of course we know in especially food-based businesses happens often. I went and promoted the local hairdresser knowing that times would be tough for them, but also knowing that they'd appreciate you know, the quick plug and the opportunity for me to, uh, to get their business out in front of more people was something that was... Uh, otherwise not possible for them to do. Also, a lot of small businesses, you must understand, really grapple with marketing. They're never quite sure where to put their resources, what works, and to the extent that those things that they do that work are um, bringing them in an income. So in often cases, my experience with small businesses that their feelings is, All marketing is good marketing. For as long as the word is being spread about their business, they're very, very happy about that. It doesn't necessarily have to be complicated or sophisticated or even particularly targeted. You just need to, and this is my advice to agents that might be listening, you just need to stand in front of their sign or their shop window and say nice things about their business and encourage other people to come and try. And the business owner will love you forever. And so I did that for a few businesses that I loved that I knew would have been struggling. And the response was so positive. In fact, people with businesses I don't know started messaging me on my Facebook page asking me if I would do the same for their business. Now, I do have a rule around that. If I don't go to that business, if I don't love the business, then I don't promote the business. Because, you know, here's the thing with that. There's some brand uh, equity that you've got that you can that you can really leverage for the benefit of a business but also 
it's really important that that business that you're promoting is very much in alignment with your values and your ethics and and the quality of service reflects uh, that that you would deliver because if you're going to so go and send your clients who love you and love what you do to a restaurant and the food is cold the service is terrible and it's expensive guess what they start thinking the same things about you and your services and what it is that you provide so it's really wise for you to or have an intrinsic knowledge of that business or, or those business owners to the extent that you can vouch for them and you want to be able to wholeheartedly support what it is that they do and they will love you for it as i've mentioned previously so i was quite selective and although i'd had many requests i did just whittle it down to those businesses that i loved that i go to every day that i can vouch for well the plus side of that is now i'm getting phone calls not just as a result of the business owners spreading the word, but from people that also love those businesses that thought that what I did for those businesses was awesome. Now, isn't that interesting? These are people that don't know me, weren't following my Facebook page, who saw my promotion because that restaurant promoted or shared my post, so saw me supporting them, and now guess what? The flow-on effect is those people, the customers of those restaurants and those cafes and places that I was promoting during that period are now inquiring with me. They want to support a local who supports the locals. So something else that I did during COVID was just review all of my marketing materials and my marketing strategy. When you're busy working, sometimes six days a week, you can be in the eye of the storm. You don't take that helicopter view of your business and you don't weigh up what works and what doesn't. And so it's really difficult to double down on those things at work when you're kind of hamstrung by that lack of knowledge that's required for you to work out exactly where to put your energies. And so I took a step back and I started to think about, is it letterbox drops that gets me the most activity? Is it as a result of standing in open inspections or working property that I get that flow on effect? Or is it through social media? Now the answer for me was really clear. It was social media. And for me, that has been the greatest source of new business that, um, I've, that I've received. And, and it has been now for the best part of two years. It comprises about 30% of my business now and uh, and it also does a great job of incubating those clients of mine in between transactions but also serving as a point of reference for those people that I've dealt with years ago that perhaps don't get my newsletter for whatever reason or have moved out of the area or who are now watching from afar because they live interstate although still own property locally. So I decided that I was going to double down on Facebook. And so with each particular development during the COVID pandemic, I would post about that, whether it was a stimulus package released by the government or just a change in market conditions or refuting the fake news that I was seeing popping up with uh, headlines about property prices dropping by 30% and the like, I would address them in Facebook Lives. The audience as a result of those Facebook Lives was disproportionately greater than what it would be typically because, well, more people were at home and on social media. So I was existing more in the space of people's distraction than ever before because of, well, 
timing, but also high volume of content creation. Now people say to me, Dave, yeah, but I just don't have the time to sit down and come up with that. And I would say that if you're an expert in your field, regardless of what your business might be, and it mightn't be real estate, but you might have a small business or you might have a, a role that, that involves you, uh, for whatever reason, having to be the generator of inquiry into your business, then I would suggest to you the easiest way for you to reach out to new people is through social media. I would also suggest to you that you are an expert in your field. What you say matters. Your opinion counts. And it doesn't have to be the mainstream view. It can be an alternative view. It can sometimes just be talking about all of the perspectives around a particular subject matter. Because you're an expert, you've got gravitas when you talk people listen even though you might just think oh i'm just talking about work the reality is is for other people it's fascinating for other people especially when we're talking about real estate real estate is an area that touches everybody's life at some point because if you're renting you want to know look am i going to be able to find a rental at the end of my life am i going to be kicked out of my house in the next two weeks and yet there's a pandemic and i've got nowhere to go how is how is it that i'm going to find a place to rent if you're a buyer you're wondering well where have all the listings gone because people have withdrawn their properties from market how am i going to secure a property if you've been watching the headlines and you're a property owner and considering a, a move, then you might have seen the headlines that suggested that the real estate market was going to drop by 30% and that has you in somewhat of a panic. Do you rush to market now whilst you can't do open inspections and whilst the pandemic's in full swing? Or do you take a more pragmatic approach and wait until the dust has settled and come to market afterwards, but maybe missing out on selling whilst the pricing was still at a high? Emotions were definitely high during the pandemic and there was no doubt that there was a great deal of uncertainty and a lot of that was stoked by the mainstream media. So you being an expert in your field means that you're able to refute what perhaps the mainstream media is spruiking. You are perhaps able to provide an alternative opinion or give people the basis of the information that they require so that they can make an educated, informed decision themselves. In other words, you can point them in the right direction. You can send them to where they need to get that information that they need to get so that they can start making their own plans if you don't want to prejudice them with your own opinions. But I will say that your opinions are extremely valuable. And if you've got any type of following on social media, people are simply waiting to hear from them, uh, hear them and hear from you. So that was something else that I did. I was really proactive with the Facebook Lives. Now, why the Facebook Lives? Well, one, there's no post-production. I don't have to sit there and edit anything. Uh, it is off the cuff, but also the organic reach of a Facebook Live is excellent. It's far superior to uh, posting a, a, a produced video or something that's already highly edited um, or, uh, or sharing a piece of content that you might have already produced and popped onto uh, another platform. So it is native to platform and the reach is outstanding. Also, the uh, doubling effect of the pandemic was that there were simply more people just flicking through their social media accounts as they were sitting at home waiting for this whole thing to blow over and so of course you know if they're liking the page the chances are they were getting notifications once i was going live so i was noticing that uh, if i would 
uh, say today, did a Facebook Live, there might be maybe two dozen, three dozen people that jump onto that live whilst I'm whilst I'm um, uh, broadcasting it. And then within the next 24 or so hours, maybe that'll reach 1,500 to 2,500 people. I was finding those numbers were closer to 5,500 to 7,000 people being reached by those Facebook lives by the end of it. Because the information was really specific, it was in the moment, and it was completely relevant. It was also highly shareable content, meaning that when people were listening, they were hearing it, and they were thinking of other people that it could benefit. And so as a result, that content saw a lot more people than what it would have ordinarily. So there were opportunities during the pandemic for agents to get their message out there. And I guess the meta message that I wanted to project to my marketplace was that I'm an expert. I'm somebody who not only knows what I'm doing, but I understand the nuances of the market. And all of that is happening right now, although it might be new, might be scary. And it's certainly something that we haven't encountered before there are some things as a result of all of that that I could I could extrapolate from my experiences, lend context and to provide solutions. So at the end of the day, that's exactly what everybody does in small business. They provide solutions to problems that people can't work out themselves. You're either saving people time or money or both. And if you're doing those things on a consistent basis, then your business is going to grow. So the message from this podcast it, to everybody that's listening right now, whether you be in real estate or any type of small business, is simply this. Position yourself as a person of authority by taking advantage of the mediums that are available to us at where the entry level, entry, the cost of entry is very, very low. Social media, it doesn't get cheaper than that. It's free to open an account. It's free to post. When it comes to podcasting, same. Free to set up your SoundCloud account, free to post. Do it often, do it regularly, and don't make excuses. And Dave from Real, I hope you enjoyed these helpful hints and tips. I know today was more around how it is that I managed to grow my business during what was perhaps the the, the biggest pandemic the Western world has seen in the modern era. But it really is something that you can take away and apply to your own businesses regardless of what they might be. I hope you've enjoyed it and I look forward to bringing you more next time. Thank you again to everybody who's been tuning into the podcast. We've now had over 10,000 downloads. So if you're enjoying what you're listening to on the podcast, you've certainly found a home here. So please stay tuned to more episodes of the Property Pulse podcast simply by subscribing now on the podcast provider of your choice. I'm Dave from Real and we'll look forward to bringing you more next time.